is how this is in order as rules of war. If you are listening to INCP Rocks. Hello and welcome to the Iron City Rocks podcast. The Iron City Rocks podcast is a podcast devoted to promoting Pittsburgh's rock, hard rock, and heavy metal music scene. I'm your host, John. In episode 54, we're going to take the special opportunity to speak to Guar vocalist Odorous Urungus, also known as Dave Brookie, about a band that's been around for about 25, 26 years now, and have probably flown under a lot of people's radars, but... Uh, from what I'm seeing, an amazing live band and uh, really a prolific recording career. So we're going to listen to a little, some music from their 2009 release, which was called Lust in Space. Uh, we're going to listen to a song called Let Us Slay, and that'll take us into the interview. I want to caution listeners, the language in this interview is a little more explicit than normal, so if uh, you're a little offended by that kind of stuff now, would be the perfect time to turn the podcast off and catch up with us next time. But again, this is Let Us Slay from Guar's Lust in Space album, followed by an interview with Odorous and Dave. Don't
Ladies and gentlemen from the rock band Guar, we welcome to the show Odorous Ungerous. How are you doing, Odorous? That's your Ungerous, not Ungerous, you boob. <laughs> my, my bad. You're Ungerous. You got the first half right, Odorous, correct. How are you doing? I can't complain. Hey, um, we wanted to uh, touch base. You guys are going to be rolling your mayhem into Pittsburgh uh, here coming up very soon, so we thought it would be a great chance to talk to the guys from Guar. Um First off, a couple questions I had, I've always kind of wondered. When you were growing up on Scum Doggia, what kind of uh, music did you listen to growing up? Well, we didn't have music, really. Uh, I suppose if you can consider the sound of armored turrets exploding in plasma, uh, the screams of hordes of mutilated bodies, uh, mortar barrages, suns exploding, the sounds of war, Bodies, millions of bodies being burned at once. Uh, that was my music. So, that so was it had, my music. So it had kind of a danceable beat to it, then I would say. Actually. Oh, there was a lot of dancing involved, yes, <laughs> and uh, kicking and hitting. Dancing on the corpse of the defeated. Excellent. Um, yes, and knocking them into big flaming pits with our feet, and uh, often that that kind of movement, the side to side with the kicking of the feet. Uh, looked a lot like, I don't know, almost a Fred Astaire kind of thing, and uh, knocking the bodies into the flaming pit. Excellent. How did you uh, come to uh, make your way to our fair planet? Oh, it was horrible. Uh, I was uh, beaten senseless in combat against the uh, death, the death pod, um, which was dispatched to uh, bring us uh, to heal, as it were. Uh, yeah, I got the shit kicked out of me, and... Um, I was loaded into the butt cannon. Yes, I know the viewers at home are like, butt cannon? And is this guy on crack? And yes, I am on crack. But yes, I was loaded into a butt cannon. And uh, I was shot across the galaxy with this thing. And it was disgusting. It's like being caught inside a piece, a giant turd. It's like going across the sky in a turd, encased in a turd. A very stinky, kind of sickeningly soft turd on the inside. Hard on the outside in order to get through the rigors of deep space. But it's mushy on the inside, like peanut butter. Peaceful <laughs> peanut butter. And so, yeah, that's what I really came here in, man. Hit the earth with tremendous force, and that kind of blew the shit everywhere. And uh, as the sea came rushing back in, it was like I got to, you know, a quick bath, you know. And then I was looking good. I was looking sharp again. And then you're ready to take the stage. Um, were, well, I was ready to kill the dinosaurs and use their bits to make my armored war suit. Uh, that's what I did after that. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so as well. So how how long has it been in your uh, forty three million years plus or minus uh, existence? Did you take up the guitar? Well, the last, I don't know. I uh, uh, quite a while, quite some time ago. Uh, they do not make guitars on this planet that. Uh, are strong enough to withstand me playing them, and uh, they just burst into flames. That's why I'm not playing guitar, because uh, if I could play guitar, if there was a human guitar that I could play, I would play the shit out of it. But, um, you know, now that we've got our, our spaceship back, you know, I can go to some better music stores, and I might be able to find an odorous level guitar out there in outer space somewhere. But unfortunately, I pawned all my instruments so I could have uh, more money for crack cocaine. <laughs> 
Excellent. Yeah, I don't know how many guitars they make out of human intestine, and uh, if it would work as an electric instrument anyway. Um, Not as an electric, but as an acoustic, it can be used very well as an acoustic. Yeah, I could I could see you guys doing an acoustic set. That would be something. Um, curious if um, the Cuttlefish will be joining you on this tour. Well, seeing that it's joined to me, I guess uh, undoubtedly the Cuttlefish will be there, and it will be stealing cum. Though I'm very sad to say to the people out there that uh, one of my eyeballs got bit off last night. Ooh, I know. Yeah, uh, everyone knows the. Uh, Everyone knows the cuttlefish has eye stalks with a balls on the end of them. And uh, last night, a, a rabid Eskimo wearing a full otter skin jacket uh, threw herself, almost like a salmon trying to come upstream, uh, threw herself over the barricade and succeeded in biting off one of my eye stalks. Uh, she swallowed it before we could, uh, security could get their hands on her. Oh, so, uh, we've got her. We've got her under surveillance, and as soon as she shits. We're going to uh, we're going to get that eyeball back. Okay. Of course, we could just we could just split her open right now, and that might 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 be a lot more fun. Yeah. In fact, as soon as I'm done with this interview, I'm gonna I'm gonna arrange for that to happen. Arrange, rinse it off, and reattach. I was curious if maybe you would just regenerate that uh, eyeball if if the scum well, dog. I would, and actually, you know, being a, being a chaos, you really don't know what could happen. The eye stalk might be inside of her right now, finding its way to her butthole or growing. Or having something come out the other end of it, uh, you never really know with guar bits. Uh, they can become life forms under themselves very, very quickly. And yes, it might be in my best interest to uh, just chop off my eyeball and then see what grows back. But you know, I could have very also easily end up with a crab claw, or perhaps a blender, uh, or Patrick Duffy, uh, <laughs> like in that episode of South Park. You know, that's what, those, that's what's going to happen with these mutations. And I wouldn't want those things. Yeah, you'd you know, be... so generally speaking, when you get a, when you get a format that you, you like, you just stick with it. Stick with it, yes. Because very easily you might end up with something that wasn't so good, and then you just wouldn't be able to get rid of it. And every time you did, it would come back even worse. Yeah. So, you know. You'd look but, like. You know, when you get a form that you're, you're comfy with, you know, that's, uh, you should stick with that as long as possible. And that's what I would advise, you know, kids today. Starting out in the music industry. Yes, don't don't pull off your eyeball. Hence, you might have Patrick Duffy growing out. I can see that. Exactly. That's, exactly. It's important that they understand this stuff. These kids, these kids out there. Yes. Now, um, we we were curious. Uh, Slimestra has been long rumored to be a sibling of yours, um, but it's been a little MIA lately. Can we get a little update on what's going on there, and if that rumor is true, that you are indeed siblings? Well, that makes it all the sexier, but I I, I didn't really know that, though. If, 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 if I really am her brother, then I've been fucking my sister for some time, I guess. Uh, and that's delightful, but uh, I don't know what happened to Slymenster. She got a lot very involved with the humans, and uh, she's working with them in Hollywood. And they just, you know, I can see it. it suits her nature. She lays about around in corpulent splendor and uh, is surrounded with legions of slaves who attend to her every whim, sexual and otherwise. And uh, she doesn't really need to do the hardcore touring that we have to in order to survive because basically uh, there's so many men that worship her uh, that she has no uh, really need or desire to do anything other than uh, lay around and pick it, uh, platters full of truffles yeah. while uh, Nubian pole smiths 
uh, ream her throbbing ass. Excellent. Repeatedly. Hey, um, in pre some of your previous live shows, uh, you've shown a little love to Jerry Springer and Osama and Arnold Schwarzenegger and some other uh, celebrities. Anybody special for this go around on Earth? Well, they're all special, aren't they? But uh, of course, it's just a pre it should be fairly obvious that we'll be murdering and raping the face of the new president. I mean, he's a uh, he is a uh, it's a war tradition to kill the president. goddammit. it! And uh, there's some other. Uh, I don't want to ruin the show for you guys, of course, but um, so I won't. I won't tell you anything other than uh, what you will see is the most spectacular show in all blogs, million twenty-five year long. On this planet, anyway. History. It's the greatest. It's, it's the greatest. <laughs> yes, which, I mean, that is saying something to, to say that this is the greatest war show. Um, that That is really uh, yes, saying a lot. Yes, the greatest war show. We have done lots of shows, and they've all been great, but this is the great test of them all. The greatest. <laughs> like that Muhammad Ali movie. He's got some screwed up disease. His face is shaking. He's drooling. He's a hero. Oh, that's got to Sorry, good. I break into I break I break into Larkson's song on occasion. Yeah, that was almost like a show tune. That's a, that's a new one for me. Yes, and I, and I also for the uh, listeners out there to know that as a I've done this interview, I've been slowly slipping off my throne onto the floor. Uh, I'm about halfway there now. Oh, hey, I don't want to know what's going on with what I can't see. Um, yeah. Oh, I now that you and the, you and the uh, gang are working on a new album yet, or is that still in kind of the writing process? Yeah, yeah, we're working with both of the. Yes, to both of your questions, though they don't seem to be. Uh, I mean, yes, indeed, yes. Uh, we are working and writing on a new album. In fact, uh, we've already got it about halfway done, and uh, the tentative title is Bloody Pit of Horror, Quar's Bloody Pit of Horror. And we decided to keep the uh, theme rather simple this time, Bloody Pit of Horror. Um, the theme of the record will be centered around blood, pits, and horror. And uh, we figure uh, with those three bases covered, uh, <laughs> then we should be just fine. Uh, the music's loud, obnoxious, and, you know, showcasing the quirky thrash metal style that's become our trademark. Yes. Mm, yes, yes. I would think and any... I would expect it to be out by the end of the year, because we're so damn good. We needed to have another record out before the 25th anniversary is coming on. So uh, here we go, lads. Let's get it up the flagpole one more time. <laughs> We're also looking for some. Uh, we got some big box sets or something getting ready to come out at some point, or I think something. Yes, yeah, so I would imagine there'll be some goodies in there. Maybe you could. Uh... Yes, we'd like to do the ultimate box set this year with just tons of war shit. Uh, you know, basically the ultimate war DVD collection, where you could have basically every D and D, every DVD they have, or you know, whatever. We're already starting to do it with Metal Blade. We just did the America Must Be Destroyed. Dallas in Wonderland, uh, America, um, Torch's Scum, Triple set. And that is really, really a nice little product. So it, it's really cool to, that's such a lot of different stuff now. I mean, 25 years of making records and videos. So, you know, a lot of, it's a big chore. You gotta, 
it's all worth checking out. So it's like fans come into the band like later on down the road, but that there's so much that's come before that they're not aware of. They've almost got to like go back and like study or, you know, it's like history or something. Yeah. Mandatory listening 101. The guar box of shit as we'll call it now. <laughs> yes. We'll be looking forward to the guar box of shit project. That sounds excellent. Um, Odorous, if I may, could I possibly speak with Dave? Well, let me see if the little bastard's around. That's his bell. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, it's me. Hey, it's me. Hi, it's me. I'm not in Antarctica. I'm actually here on the back of the tour bus. They don't. I don't come within three thousand miles of Odorous ever. It sounds like a wise move. Yeah. Dave. Not a lot of fun. Dave, I'd like to welcome you to the show. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing good. But much like Odorous, I'm sprawling on my throne. I'm in the back of the tour bus, and as the interview has gone on, I've, I've gotten more and more ensconced in this couch. And now I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm just, I'm, I've never been in this particular position before here in the back lounge. And that, that's what you have to look at. When you get on these tour buses, like everyone, the inside of them is basically the same, but there's always like a slightly different configuration of couches and different types of couches, you know. They, some are kind of crappy and hard to sit on. Some of them are nice and big and plush. And, you know, you, you kind of figure out where the comfy, comfy places are. And uh, right now I've, I've found a new comfy place, and I'm excited about that. Excellent, excellent. Hey, uh, one of the, the biggest questions is uh, uh someone who's seen the band kind of evolve over the last 25 years. Um, what kind of went into the creation of Guar? I mean, uh, kind of influences, um, you know, some obvious kind of, you know, Alice Cooper, Kiss sort of things, but uh, was there something that just kind of sparked this, or is this just something that's kind of happened without really having a long-term plan? Well, you know, I think that's a question that everybody in Guar would have a different answer as to what the influence was. I think everyone brought a personal spark to this thing, and everyone had a different reason for wanting to be involved with it. I would say my probably there was, like, one little one little thing that, like, put it over the edge. It would be one of two things. It would be either getting into punk rock music, and then, you know, actually, I was into metal first, mm. uh, you know, but then punk rock second, or um, I would say being exposed to Monty Python when I was pretty young. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and especially one episode of Monty Python where uh, it was like um, a fake movie review show, and there was a bunch of guys out in the field playing tennis or something. They all ended up ripping each other's arms and legs off, and there was blood going everywhere. And I just thought it was so fucking funny, and I thought all their humor was so funny. And, of course, Holy Grail with the Black Knight scene was another... I just thought that was so fucking great. I always wanted to be in a band that did something like that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I didn't really realize that until I kind of mixed it up with all these other guys who had all these other weird ideas and other weird experiences. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, Hunter probably, Hunter, the guy who helped me create War at the, at the beginning, uh, who was taking a destructive, he was, uh, but he built a lot of the original props and costumes. He was more of like a, had a more like wrestling and, you know, mm -hmm. giant robots kind of attitude about war. Okay. And that was just as important. You know, we've, we've, we've kept that kind of thing in war. There's a lot of different... So, like, I, I kind of get into more of the gross stuff and the gore, mm -hmm. kind of the sick humor. Uh, you know, some of the other guys are more into, like, you know, the monsters or the 
mm-hmm. T-shirt designs or whatever. There's just a lot of different people who put together you know, in on this thing, and then we kind of come out somewhere in the middle. But uh, but generally speaking, all all the really sick shit is, is there's usually I've got all the really really twisted wrong humor and uh, you know the really questionable things going on on stage. Generally speaking, I'm behind all that stuff. Yeah, you take credit for that. Um, I love to take credit for it. Yes, I'm what keeps Gwar sick, and a lot of guys. You know, they'll be like, oh, my God, Gwar's so great, but, uh, you know, it's kind of, that's kind of like, but, oh, you know, you get held back by the fact your dick's always hanging out, and it's just like, but that's kind of what's given us our fame as well, the fact that we are the sickest band ever, you know, so yeah. I know we've always wanted to be that, and, but the thing is, we're not, because it's not real, it's just a, it's yeah. just a big show, it's you know, it's, uh, it's just like, come on. Absolutely. It's weird. There's never been anything quite like it before. You've never had a band, there's been plenty of bands that did the character and costume thing, but you never had a band that took it off stage as far as Guar does. And when we totally acknowledge the line between our regular personalities and our Guar personalities, and we can put the Guar sheets on, you know, like a, you know, like a coat, boom, you right. step right into it. And uh, that makes us different than other bands. You know, bands yeah. like Slipknot, even Devo, Kiss, they never really tried to play their characters away from uh, the musical stage unless they were maybe doing a video. Sure. And in every single interview, we'll, you'll sit there, you'll have to listen to fucking Odorous rant on about his cop or his mm-hmm. crack addiction or his, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know, for some people, for some, for some reason, people seem to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's given me quite a, given me quite a podium over the years to, uh, to express my, you know, rather questionable viewpoints. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, I mean, I guess 25 years looking back, did you, did you think it would last this long? And did you think, I mean, you can see some of the band, you know, the bands that you've influenced now, like you mentioned Slipknot, another band that I, I believe had even mentioned you when we talked to them was Mushroomhead. You know, some bands that, that you guys have helped, uh, you know, inspire. Well, totally. I mean, I, I didn't, uh, to answer your question, no, I didn't. At the first, like, five years, I was just like, every day that we were doing war, I was like, whoa, you know, are we still doing this? This is amazing. And then once we'd been doing it for, like, three or four to five years, we realized it was going to at least go for a little while longer. Mm-hmm. And then when we started, when we got to, like, 15 years, we pretty much realized war could go as long as we wanted it to. Sure. So I'm, I guess I'm surprised that it's lasted this long, but I've kind of, that's kind of worn off. You know, it's like, uh, now it's more just like, I think we all know that Guar could last forever. Yeah, certainly. You know, it's a lot more like, it's like some twisted Walt Disney kind of thing, or Marvel Comics, you know, those characters can go down in history, you know, and we've created something immortal, and uh, we can always have other actors and actresses play these parts that we've created. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, you know, you can have the son of Odorous or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it could ha- I could completely see it happening. And I'd love to see it. And I'd love for Slave Pit and the production company that, that, that you know, creates Guar and all the other crazy uh, side projects we've done over the years. You know, uh, they I can have, we can, you know, they'll continue to do Guar. And we might even have, like, three or four different Guars out there, you know. <laughs> one would be in Vegas. One would be on a cruise ship. One would be playing in the U.S. and one would be playing in Europe. You know, it's like I can totally see. I don't. I don't see why what the shit like this happened for the the Blue Man Group. Why that shouldn't happen for War. Yeah. You know, the thing that's kind of held us back is that our humor is very adult and very sick. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, you know, people don't want to. Especially in Vegas, there's been a lot of resistance to War. Especially the 
spraying of blood everywhere. That hasn't, yeah. that doesn't really endear you to, to uh, venue owners. Sure. They have, they have to spend an extra 5000 bucks a night to do war because there's going to be shit everywhere or stuff's getting sprayed blood on it and it's getting destroyed because they didn't know how to prepare themselves for the gig. And, uh, so, oh, I kind of forgot where that one was all going. Oh, that's okay. So, uh, to, to sum it up, basically, we shouldn't look for a Cirque du Soleil show with Guar, but, um. I think, I think it'll get there, though. No, I really do. I just don't think society's quite ready for it yet. Exactly. I think we, there will be one. Yeah, yeah, look for it. Demand it. Write your congressman, goddammit. Uh, I think, Guar, there should be a fucking haunted casino in Vegas that is like where Guar is the house band. And uh, I think, to me, it's a no-brainer. You know, it would be like a haunted house casino where, like, monsters work there, right? Uh-huh. And you live, you can, like, the rooms are all, like, dungeony and shit like that. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that would be uh, blood in the hallways and all kinds of stuff. That would be... Yeah, I mean, that would be, there could be a shining hallway and... You know, you can even tie in with some of the big studios and have the, you know, Frankenstein and Dragon and all that crap running around. Um, Creature in the Black Lagoon, you could have some classics there, but you could also have Guar there. And, uh, yeah, make them the fucking house band. That's and boom. And, I, you know, I want to make that happen. I actually could talk to people about it. It's, you know, and it will happen one day. We're going to have a, a bar in, like, Aruba or something, uh, the Bar Guar or the Guar Bar, and where it's going to be like a, a marina hotel bar where all the old war props go to be enshrined and all the old war warriors can go to retire. That sounds, that'd be great. It'd be like the dead yeah, we're, 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 in, we're in it for the long run now, dude. We're trying, now we're starting to plan what's going to happen, you know, like the second half of our lives. Yeah. You know, and we understand that war's going to be there the whole damn time. Excellent. Dave, I want to thank you for taking the time and odors. If you're still there, I want to thank you as well. Um, you guys are going to be rolling. I'm your... not here. Oh, okay. Yeah, he left already. He left. Okay. Um, you're going to be rolling, uh, rolling your show into town, uh, next week. So it's going to be a great time to come out and see you guys. And we'll be looking forward to that new album in the box of shit, uh, very soon, man. Thanks a lot, Dave. Hell yeah. Thanks so much for the support. We can't wait to get there.
Certainly a character, and uh, had quite a handful uh, trying to keep him uh, contained in that interview. So I hope you enjoyed it. Again, they'll be playing at Mr. Small's on the 24th of June. Special guests Dirge Within and Mobile Death Camp. Tickets are available. You can go to opus1productions.com and just search for the word Guar, and uh, you can get your tickets there. So uh, 
from all reports of anybody I've ever spoken to who's been to a Guar show, it is certainly a uh, memorable experience and one not to be missed. So I hope you enjoyed the interview, and uh, we will catch up with you next time with uh, some more new material. Talk to you later. (laughs) 